0: This is the Revenue Reimagined Podcast, where we talk about what else? All things revenue, with the best senior leaders across sales, marketing, customer success, and rev ops, so that you can scale your business by reimagining how you think about
1: revenue. I'm Adam J, And I'm Dale Zawinski. As always, thanks for hanging with us. There's a million ways you could be spending your time... And we're grateful that you're choosing to spend it with us. Be sure to check out our newsletter if you want the show notes, amazing giveaways, and the tactical advice on how to uncomplicate revenue.
0: Let's get to it. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Revenue Reimagined. We are so excited to have Sangram Vardre here with us from a group that is near and dear to Dale and I's heart. Sangram is the CEO of GTM Partners, a three-time author, ex-Pardot Salesforce, and the founder of Terminus. Sangram, thanks for being here, man.
2: And Adam Dale, we've been looking forward to this. So let's bring all the knowledge we all got and all the heartburns and results and issues that we all have faced. I love
1: it. I love it. I love it. And it's a special day. I actually took away my dress shirt and I have uh, the go-to-market shirt on. So you don't have a pro- uh,
2: marketing problem or sales problem,
1: you have a go-to-market problem. So, yeah,
2: like man, you look at, and I appreciate it because I know you guys wear a certain outfit, and for just yeah. for this one, you're wearing that T-shirt. So that's a big honor. Thank he you.
0: always has his damn jacket on. He had this T-shirt on, and I didn't. I didn't see what the shirt was initially, Sangram, and I yeah. was like, "Dude, like, did you roll into like the podcast today in your pajamas?" He's like, "I'm wearing my favorite <laughs> shirt." Yeah. And I want I, wa- I want to talk about this shirt. And I think this might, I'm, I'm going to change the way we do this a little bit. Dale has a question he wants to ask, but I want to start with the shirt. It, it has so much meaning, right? And I think it speaks to, you know, the topic of the show is obviously revenue reimagined and everything that's wrong with revenue and go-to-market. Talk about the shirt a little bit, because I think it ties into where where we should go.
2: Yeah, you know, for the last 20 odd years, since we have been in the B2B marketing and sales space, We've always been spending time pointing fingers. The hardest and the most ungrateful conversations in organizations has been all about marketing. It's Dale's fault. (laughs) Right? Like, you know, what do we do? Right? You know, like they're not listening. The leaders are not getting followed. And then you have these SLAs that is like as if it's a a shop. No, these are all human beings. And, And the problem all along was right in front of us. The problem was no one department can solve a company problem. That's the reality of go-to-market. So what D shirt says is that you don't have a marketing problem, you don't have a sales problem, you don't have a CS customer success problem, and you don't even have a product problem. What you might have in your organization, which says on the back of it, is that you have a go-to-market problem.
0: How 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 much can I pay you to change the shirt to say you have a Dale problem?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that comes free. <laughs>
1: Awesome. I appreciate the uh, the insight, Sangraman, and a little jab, but that's cool. <laughs> so now that you're CEO of of GTM Partners, you've been all over the different realms of the, the go to market function. If you had to pick one to like go with for the rest of your career, which what function and why?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, marketing. I mean, I, I love marketing. I feel like. Marketing right now, even more with the AI thing and everything is like, oh my goodness, what more can we ask for? This is the most exciting time to be in marketing right now. But marketing by itself is much more than what most people have made it to be. It's not just leads. It's not banners. It's not just, it's it's a message like that gets people to wear it, you know, on a podcast and say, I want to wear that t-shirt, right? Like that's what marketing is supposed to do. It's got to change and help people's attention. And that's why I love marketing. I think in many ways, each one of us has that muscle and we just need to learn to flex it.
0: So that's an incredible place to start, right? Because I think we've all worked in B2B SaaS and I've worked with great marketing teams and with marketing teams that just don't get it. And a lot of CEOs that I've worked with look at marketing as marketing's only job is to put something on LinkedIn or put something on the internet to get oh. leads. It's not about a t-shirt. It's not about brand. It's not about demand. It's marketing gets leads and that's it. And I think that's part of where you get this finger pointing, right? Of, oh, marketing's leads suck. No, sales just can't close the deals. No, customer success just can't keep the deals. No, it's Dale's fault. I'm I'm not going (laughs) to stop with that. Um,
2: I'm sure somebody said that before. I I,
0: I, I say it every time something happens. It's usually my fault. But real marketing is very different. And you you touched on AI, and I think there's a lot of changes. How do you look at marketing changing from what it has been to what you're trying to create now to really shift fundamentally what's going on from an entire revenue engine perspective?
2: Yeah, I imagine the function of a marketer to become more of a market leader. Mm. Very distinct realization in that. Because marketing is really, a, it's like, what are you going to do today kind of conversation? Whereas go to market, the market element is, is a big part of what a marketing job role and function needs to be. And it has not been to your point, Adam. So I imagine marketers starting to become go to market leaders. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if the role actually changes from chief marketing officer to chief go to market officer. And the idea behind that is, is like, you're now thinking about my customers. I'm thinking about the market. I need to go after. I look at segments and cohorts, and I'm thinking about the message and brand and verticals. That's what marketing should be all about. Like, what else can marketing should really is? It's not the other things that we all have been. So, I think that's a big change and shift about to happen.
0: I don't want to take away from Dale's thunder, but you said you used a term that Dale actually has on his LinkedIn, which is chief go-to market officer. Now. We can go back and forth about whether that should be a marketing leader or a sales leader, and I certainly would love to have that that debate. But, Dale, (laughs) I I saw your eyes light up when he said it, and I immediately was like, that's Dale's LinkedIn. Let's double-click on that a little bit. So right now you have CMOs, CROs that typically come from sales. You have, in some organizations, CSOs, chief sales officers, chief product officers. Let's talk about a chief go-to-market officer and how that could change the landscape and what yeah. that looks like.
2: So, so I'm seeing that happen, actually, in many organizations today. Uh, HubSpot has a go-to-market team that is focused on go-to-market. And typically that team is made up of a RevOps leader that is looking at the numbers where the market segment data is. The other person on that team typically is a marketer who is looking at, all right, what are we doing? So it's a product marketer, typically who's saying, how are we marketing to these segments that our RevOps team is telling? So that's a combination role that I'm starting to see. And that would typically report into either the the COO or CEO or CRO because they are starting to look at what is my go-to-market team looks like. And here's another big idea that most people are not recognizing today is if you have more than one product to sell, the go-to market has to be more than nine out of 10 times different than what you do for that one particular product. And what happens in most organizations is you have a common marketer who's just good at something and said, Hey, we got these three new products we're launching. Do the same exact thing that you did for the other two products. And by the way, th- th- that product is for enterprise. The other product is product led growth. You can't do the same go to market strategy with them, but that's what ends up happening in most organizations. And it's the same
1: on the sales side. Like we need different funnels. Like if you have a funnel for mid market and now you want to go up market, like you need a different funnel for that, starting with marketing into the sales group, all the way probably to CS. Right. So people try to like, okay, I have this mid market funnel. I have conversion rates at 2%, 3% at the top, 25% in the middle. But then you try to go to enterprise and all of a sudden like the time to close is expanding, but hopefully the revenue is expanding. And I think you're right, Singer. Like people just don't realize that you need different strategies for different executions. And it's just not one size fits all like every other framework that people are trying to put out there.
2: Yeah. You know, are you, I'm wondering if you, as you guys are thinking about it and you're interviewing so many people and, and you're in it. You, you were at both the events and you saw this this happen. I'm curious if you all are seeing another shift happening in what people are tracking and measuring as their success metrics. Like, like One of the most common questions we are getting is, what are the new go-to-market metrics that we should be thinking about? Where is the new North Star? What is it just, is it NRR or is pipeline revenue not important? I'm curious, are you guys getting that feedback or question out in the marketplace?
1: Yeah, we, we talk about NRR all the time. Um, now in, in the last 12 months, everyone's shifting over to NRR. I always think of things like a pendulum syndrome. Like this has happened before. We've had a dot-com bust. Like we've seen things like this happen before. We'll swing all the way one way and say, NDR is the right way or NRR. And then like ARR gets ignored a little bit and then we'll swing back to ARR to me, it's not like, what are we trying to figure out and measure? To me, it's like, let's measure everything. And I think one of the things that I am trying to figure out in the measurement side is more about CAC, LTV, gross profit margins. And and to me, these are things that most sales leaders, I think they have a conceptual part of, but they don't understand how it plays across the entire go-to-market function. And so like, and I say this a lot, but it's like a tube of toothpaste. Like if you squeeze one side of it, like stuff comes out the other side. So how do you, how do you balance all that together? It's
0: funny, right? Cause I'm working with a client now that when I started, it's all about, Oh, we, we need new customers. We, they're profitable. They're established, right? We got to go after and get these new customers and grow our business. Well let's talk about your churn. Let's talk about your NRR. Well, why? What What does it matter? Because and I hate to use like a cliche, but leaky bucket, right? If we bring in a 100 people and 95 of them leave, we're, we're spinning our energy for nothing. I think the best companies are to Dale's point, looking at it from this holistic view of everything matters. And the yeah. one thing that Dale said that I agree with is I started my career in healthcare, right? So we had fit We had physical product and we talked a lot about margins and cost of goods sold and like how much money are we making on this? And most revenue leaders, myself included up until a year or so ago, had no idea what margins were. At the end of the day, it's let's just go sell it and grow the revenue. And if we make one penny or 43 pennies, what does it matter? A lot. There's a huge difference.
2: It is. One of my learnings over building these companies have been companies don't run out of ideas. They don't have money. Mm. Therefore, you need to know and pay close attention to the money. And that's why go-to-market is so interesting. We, I mean, just because of all of our roles, I'm sure we all talk to founders who are tech founders who have incredibly brilliant ideas and amazing product and no go-to-market. And and they're like, they're, they're gone. Most people will never see the light of day of, of that product because they never really focused on that part. And then at the same time, you have all these Not so good products. Let's just talk about. I was at Salesforce. Raise your hand if you say Salesforce is the best (laughs) UI interface product in the world. Nobody would say that, right? But what? But why? But but
0: everyone uses
2: it. Everybody uses this. And if you really boil it down to is because Mark Benioff and the team is great at go-to-market. They figured out how do you bring community together, how to bring ecosystem together, how to bring partners together, how you create a mass movement where people are jumping on this idea of it. And after that, you're not talking about attribution. You're not talking about direct pipeline revenue. What you're talking about is a transformational change in the market business. So so it allows you to charge differently and play a different game. That's what marketing is. That's what go-to-market can and should do for companies.
0: So why is it so hard for people to get this right? Why is it so hard for companies to wrap their head around this? And there's a few companies, and I'm I'm not going to name their names because we're not giving away free sponsorships here, but there's a few companies that have done this really, really well, right? Like their product, it's good, but everyone knows it. Everyone uses it. Why can't other people get this right?
2: Well, for, first of all, I, I think whoever is the founder, CEO in that level, there's a lot dependent on that. I mean, leadership really matters when it comes to to go to market. Egos are really big. These are things people don't talk about. So I'm just sharing things that I hear in boardrooms and conversation. Ego, unfortunately, is a big part of it. Well, I know I'm the best product person. I know what I'm building. So I, people would come. And they don't. And then you got one in a million deal companies that actually make it. And then everybody uses that as the North star and saying, we want to be like that. But forget that that was one in a million. And, and yeah. you're not one it. You're not special. Like people, it's hard for people to hear that, that you're not special, right? <laughs> so it, it's all of these things are really the challenge that is the one common thing, though, Adam, to your question that I've seen more often than not is every time the marketing leads come go down, you fire the marketing person. You have sales pipeline not converting, you fire the salesperson. <laughs> Do you have churn issue? You fire the CS team. And that should tell, if that's happening in your organization, that should tell that, oh, you are thinking that if I fire the person and get another person, magically, the problem is going to get solved. And it mm. never does it never does right
0: which is why you go through two three four people and why the average tenure of a vp of sales or a vp of marketing at an early stage startup is eight months
2: yeah Th- that is the core thesis around it and that's the proof point on it is like well the reason it didn't work and it will never work is because it is a team problem it's a go-to-market mm-hmm. problem so you need to bring that team together and say all right guys we need to figure this down maybe the reason we don't have leads is because the market has shifted And we need to have a new type of product that is a lighter version of it. And we need to go using the PLG model as opposed to enterprise. It's not going to work for us. All of a sudden, a product team can solve a marketing problem that we were all looking at it as a marketing problem. So that's the power of bringing go-to-market teams. together. That is the job of a CEO. I mean, it has to be the job of the person at the highest level or the executive team to point out and bring team together.
1: Such a good point. And I think that communication is lacking. Do you think it's a compensation issue? Do you think it's a measurement issue? Do you think it's a pride or ego issue? Like You've talked about ego, but I, where I see a lot when I talk to people across the life cycle, it's a compensation issue. Marketing is not really aligned to the compensation of what's happening with the sales group, is not aligned to the compensation of what's happening with CS. So I'm curious what your perspective is when you talk to your clients around compensation at those levels. Well-
2: well, I'll give you a couple of examples here, right? Like, so we, as we started this company, uh, Good Market Partners, we hit a million in revenue. We'll about hit three this year. And I share that with, without having a CRM, without having a marketing automation platform. Right, and the question is: Wait a minute, if you hired a marketer today on the team, the first thing they're going to ask is, "I need to buy some
0: tools." <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, you hire a salesperson who says, "I need a CRM. How can I do my job?" It's, it's the exact opposite. It has nothing to do with tools, and that's what that's what I'm I'm, I'm holding on to buy tools until we have to, and so. That that again that that is what we have been trained that tools are the answer to the problems you have and it's never it is the strategy is the answer to the problem so the way we are going to market as you both know is through events and and that has been our premise every time we do a road show, we end up closing five to ten deals coming out of it because without even talking without even selling you have been on this like we've never yeah. are selling you're not hammering on it it's really inbound that comes afterwards to us saying that. It seems what you're doing is what we need. Can you go do the exact same thing for our organization? And boom, you, you got a movement going on uh, on the back end of it. Without a marketing automation, without... Do you have 15 minutes to talk to me emails <laughs> that we don't need again?
0: Oh, come on. I just I just want to follow up and check to see if all is well.
2: Yeah, or, 20, right?
1: or, or Adam's favorite, 28 seconds. Can I have 28 seconds of your time?
2: <laughs> right. or, or marketing nurture programs that actually have no relevance to where you are. So... I think we need to fundamentally challenge the status quo and reboot how we think about go-to-market. And it is that itself. That's where egos come in. Like As a marketer, that's I want tools. No, you don't want tools. What is the strategy? How are you going to go to market? Those are the questions you need to be asking.
0: So I want to double-click on something Dale said with asking about comp. So in most companies, marketers are compensated on leads. Sales are compensated on deals. CS may be compensated on retention. Maybe they just get a base salary. I I was talking with the founder the other day, and what she was telling me is she wants to design her comp plan where everyone is compensated almost one layer deeper, right? So marketing is compensated on leads, but also on what percentage of those leads turn into deals. Sales is compensated on deals, but then a component on how quickly the customer onboards and sees time to value and what retention rates are. And then CS is compensated, not just on retention, but also on expansion. Does that solve the problem at all and bring everyone together? Or are we just solving a, we're going to pay you more problem there?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think in many ways, compensation is one of the best way to change behaviors. Sure. Right? Like, so I remember in the early days at Terminus... We, we had this this whole plan on Google Spreadsheet saying that, all right, if we sell annual deal, we, we thought we were so smart. We're like, we sell <laughs> annual deal, we would have so much awesome GRR. We like awesome. And if you do multi-year deal, it would just change. We would all be in Bahamas, right? Like uh-huh. we had all these spreadsheets that literally were called by the name of the, the, the island you want to be on. <laughs> and then we, we, we rolled that out to the sales team and none of nothing happened. Like, you know, we're like, wait a minute, three months and nobody's selling. We're still selling money to month and then uh, then we're like oh we need to any we need to incentivize these people to do that and we just change the percentage if you do sell a annual deal and all of a sudden every deal is an annual deal right and then so so there is the behavior the immediate behavior you want the compensation is definitely a way to do it Hmm. now here's another thing to it whatever you celebrate is whatever is repeated in your organization all day long Whatever you celebrate is whatever will be repeated. So if you are celebrating only sales, if you're celebrating only whatever things in your organization, everybody's going to be just thinking that. Well, that's what I need to model. That's what I got to need to do. So
1: that's what they think good looks like. Like they think good looks like the celebration.
2: Yeah. If 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 you said, well, working over the weekends is like, oh, thank you for working on the weekend. You're awesome. You're awesome." Be like, "Oh, that's what I think I'm supposed that's to. That's what do. I have to do." The weekends, right? So so whatever you celebrate as an organization, I think my advice to the founders or what I have experienced is that I need to be very careful of what I'm celebrating and and make sure that I understand. It's not about handouts where everybody is going to get something. It's more of like, no, this is what we model. This is what's important. Oh, you did something that we needed to be done and you had everybody's back kind of thing. So the compensation helps from a short term perspective. But from a long-term perspective, I think it is the, the culture that will, will will drive the long-term impact for the business.
0: I love what you just said, though, because a, a lot of founders are listening and there is this mindset of sales closed a deal, celebrate. We got more pipeline, celebrate. We did this. And next thing you know, everyone's getting a trophy, right? Yeah. Whole separate conversation. And there are times where I think... You deserve a trophy, absolutely. Whether your product, sales, marketing, success. But if everything is a celebration, to your point, if as the CEO, you're shouting out every time a line of code is written, every time a new opportunity comes in, every time a deal closes, everything in its entirety, nothing becomes special anymore. Nothing becomes that North Star that this is the goal. So how do CEOs determine what is celebratory behavior and what is expected that like, that's great, but I'm not shouting you out in Slack for ABC.
2: Yeah. I have experienced that if we don't start paying attention to that, then there's a tension that gets created in your organization mm. that is very hard to overcome. Um, and Slack is notorious for this because when you, if you're using Slack, it is so easy to like, boom, let's go. And then... And it's like you, you expect that you need those dopamine shots to get your juices flowing. So I think so. We, we do have a celebrate wins Slack channel and, and that we use that specifically for this. And I'm very careful. I, I do this every week. I go through and, and make sure that I'm calling out. What I want to see as a model for the, for the future, not for today, mm. but for the future, so as a founder as a CEO, you need to be thinking about the future, not today, the future, and in some areas, there are weeks where we we would close like you know half a million uh, in business, and not a single one of my celebration was about the win. Well the whole celebration was about what did this person do, what did Brian did, what did Lindsay specifically did to it, it was more specific and and being very specific about what it is not boom boom is not a great way to say that awesome I, I say boom all the time but that's just a <laughs> mic drop moment but it is specific saying Lindsay, i saw what you did where you went over and beyond on this specific customer and you got those emails out in time that particular thing did xyz in the minds of the cmo i'm gonna i typically would take the time to write that out as clearly yeah, as possible, that. so people do not miss it. Oh, Lindsay, awesome job! Great. Like that doesn't do any good.
0: You're right, and, and and it's funny you say boom. Like we see boom all the time, right? Someone closes a
1: deal, someone does something. What do you see? Boom with the little firework emoji. Great job! Yeah,
2: yeah. And I love so it. Much more, so much more.
1: Now that we're talking about celebrations, Sangram is uh, gracious enough. We give is more than receive on our on our podcast. And uh, what Sangram is going to give out? Tell them what they're going to get, Sangram.
2: So we're going to give out of uh, the book, the move book. It's a Wall Street Journal bestseller. So hopefully that might be something worth putting it on the shelf, at least saying that here's a book. So you'll have the move book. And then uh, there you go. Dale has With a bookmark
1: hand. in it. When did you learn how to read, dude? <laughs> I don't know. It's even it's even like signed by Sangram.
2: Yeah, there you go. I would do that. Absolutely. I'll do that. I'll sign it.
1: He tried to sell that to me, Sangram. <laughs> yeah,
2: he did. It, I'm, I'm sure it goes on, on the black market. Um and then uh the t shirt that's literally says that Dell is wearing you don't have a marketing problem, you don't have a sales problem, you don't have a CS problem, you don't have a product problem. What you have is a go-to-market problem. And that's we want most more organizations to really believe and use it.
1: We'll draw our uh, winner from the newsletter and you'll get the go-to-market package. We'll connect you with Sangram and you'll get all the stuff set o- sent over to you.
0: It's funny, we don't the majority of our guests that come on, we don't promote, for lack of better terms. I will tell you. I went to, and I say, I've said this to a few people. The first event that I went to, the GTM Partners event I went to was in Chicago. And I expected it to be four hours of fluff, four hours of, you know, I'm just going to go shoot the shit with some people and relax and have a good time. And what really happened was I had an incredible four hours that really was super insightful. So check out GTM Partners. Sangram, before we wrap, a little bit of rapid fire. First question, what song would best describe your revenue strategy? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, I'm a big fan of Toby Mac. So Toby Mac has this, uh, this song on, on fire that allows you to see like, well, everything seems to be on fire. So if go to market is on fire. You know, you're at the right place.
1: Awesome. If you had a uh, crystal ball, what's one revenue trend that is happening right now that's going to like stick hardcore 12 to 18 months from now?
2: Uh, I-, I think everybody's going to have a team of AI. Uh, with them. So go and, and figure out a way to make do your job better. AI is not going to take your job. People who do AI better will.
0: I love that. What's the one lesser known tip or tactic that's made a surprising difference in your revenue outcomes?
2: Follow up. Uh, money is always in the follow up. If you don't follow up right and timely and with detail and specificity, money never comes back. But if you do that, nine out of 10 times, you're going to have be ahead of the game.
1: Awesome. So Last one. Earlier in the show, you said you'd be a marketer. We know you're a marketer anyway. Um, so it's tomorrow morning, you wake up. We want to know the master of marketing. What's the first thing you're doing tomorrow morning?
2: Oh, The first thing I'm going to do is just, uh, just think about how to challenge the status quo of whatever problem I'm solving. If I can do that, I know the rest of the things are tactics.
0: I Boom. love it. Love it. Sangram, thank you so much for joining us. Shameless plug time. Where could people find you? Where could they find GTM Partners?
2: LinkedIn is the place where we post things uh, and then uh, gtmpartners.com. So we'll see you there.
0: Awesome. Sangram, thank you so much for joining us. Thank man. you. thank for chatting Appreciate with you. It. Thank
2: you, Dale and Adam. Pleasure spending time with you both.
0: Thank you. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did.
1: As we say at the end of every show, give more than you receive, reach out to someone today and offer your assistance. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at
0: revenue reimagine.com for your chance to win today's giveaway, member-only exclusives, and actionable tips delivered directly to your inbox.
1: We would really appreciate if you head over to your favorite podcast site, drop a five-star review, and share your favorite episodes with your network. Until next time.